January 28, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro Show.
show happy thursday uh, last thursday of the january where you have to say uh, 2021 well i guess it's getting easier to say well, we started off with uh john Coltrane and don cherry doing the invisible petra's daddy charlie hayden on the bass here. or is it yeah because it might be uh percy heath huh because <laughs> i gotta go look i'm fucking idiot anyway i know for sure the next tune was cargatron with uh Liesel. and uh Speaking of which, you know, Brother Matt, he's into Love God on the pleasure point a couple miles south because we're still in quite quarantino mode, but I am not totally man alone because those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got Cargatron with me from Oklahoma City. Welcome aboard, Blake. Hello. Taylor. Thanks for having us. Uh, no problem. Uh, a big honor. I love your music, and we got to give big respect to Brother Evan Lipson for making the connect. Thank you, Evan. Yeah, you, the honor's you. all ours. Okay. Who wants to go first? Because I want to, like, explore you both of these guys' uh, musical journeys. Well. Uh, go for it, Taylor. Okay. Okay. Taylor, Taylor, your earliest musical recollection, please. Earliest musical recollection. Um, uh, I went to, the first concert I ever went to, which I think is one of my earliest memories, was an Alan Jackson concert here in Oklahoma City. Um, I was probably seven or so. I went with my sister. And that was great. Um, really enjoyed that. It felt so big, so huge. And um, so, yeah. So, so no music memories from the pad you grew up? Was there any instruments? Um, my dad was a big like music fan. 
but he never played music. And then my cousin got me into playing guitar, Blaze. He plays lots of music, plays, played a man called Can't Tells, and now he uh, writes music by himself, Blaze McKenzie. And um, uh, so he got me into playing guitar. And so I was always kind of like listening to what he and um, my other cousin, his sister Rivers, what they were listening to. They were listening to like um, things like Radiohead, Flaming Lips, um, Weezer, uh, kind of like bigger indie bands and other things like uh, bigger indie. That's mo- funny. <laughs> yeah. How, how is it, how is India sound? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know. No, no, it's not you. It's not you, Taylor. It's just like the the, the what do you call it? The conventional wisdom. There's been this kind of genre. You know, I hate genres anyway, right? <laughs> They're fucking a, a collar for a slave, right? So, but this idea of India, it sounds more like the economic than the style of music, but whatever. Uh, I'm curious, your cousin, so there's no instrument, your pop's a listener, so he's got records, but he ain't got uh, instruments. So your cousin brings over his guitar to play for you? Yeah, I was like taking guitar lessons from him. I got an acoustic guitar when I was 13, and then I would like uh, take like lessons from my cousin. Was he a good teacher? Was he a good teacher? I think so, Yeah. I learned a lot. I also really looked up to him, you know, so it was kind of like, uh, you know, he's like probably six years older than me, five years older than me. So it was maybe a little less, actually. And anyway, he was I was at that age where I was like a young teenager and he was like an old teenager. So that age gap is huge. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Even like three years is a big fucking because it's another fucking school. Even can I ask definitely you, can I. Uh, Tara, can I ask you about school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? Uh, I went to, like, a magnet school. It's a public school. It's actually the school I teach at right now. It's kind of some small-town shit going on. But, like, uh, yeah, I go to this. I went to this magnet school. you got to apply to get in, but it's public. It's free. But they have majors. So you can either do – there's, like, two different routes you can do. You can either do the IB route, which is, like, the more academically engaged route, or you can do a visual performing arts major. <laughs> And I did classical guitar. So I was like playing classical guitar then um, for like all my high school uh, time. So you're not just taking lessons from your cousin. You're getting lessons from the school system. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. So was there like a classical band? Yeah, there, there was a classical guitar ensemble at school that I went to. Bitchin', man. I, I never heard of that before. And a public school, too. That's great. Uh, what was the first record you bought with your own money? That would be the Teen Idols CD, where it's like uh, one. They've got like a graduation um, sort of like gown on, and there's like a Coca Cola logo on there. <laughs> Fuck, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely, chance? absolutely. Okay, I don't remember the name, but yeah, that that's it. That's the CD I got at Size Records, which was next to uh, the conservatory. That's right? right. That's right. That's right. Fuck, we, people. I'm telling listeners because we were talking off air about. My connects with Oklahoma City, and one of it was this pad that's right next to a record store, and it's got more connects than we can imagine. So, besides the classical guitar, did you have the thing like after school with the fucking uh, garage band, basement band, bedroom band? Yes, yeah, Um, definitely had like a group of people I played music with. Um, We had all kinds of different like little bands we do from like. Uh, weird acoustic music, kind of like punky though. It was really bad. And then we did a, a like two piece, like you know, we found out what grindcore was in like eighth grade, and so we started a grindcore band immediately. Um, 
yeah, and then it kind of just, we're tons of bands throughout high school, um, punk bands, was in like a sludge doom band for a couple of years, all like, you know, we were all the same age. So that was kind of a nice bonding experience too. I'm curious, did you start writing your own material or were you copying off records like me and D Boone? <laughs> Uh, I think, I, I think at that time we were, we did a couple covers, um, uh, but it was mostly original stuff. That's I think cool. the, the earliest cover, oh, I, I do remember I, the first band I ever joined was called Spam and I really wanted to be in this band. It was all, it was like these sixth grade boys that I thought were cool and they were great at playing music and they had a keyboard in the band and one of them uh the keyboard player like showed me the misfits and stuff like that so i was really kind of uh i wanted to be in it but i didn't really have the chops so they were covering that red hot chili pepper song can't stop and that's i tried to, i learned that tried to played it very poorly and that was my uh, audition for that band <laughs> and then yeah i was in that band for a minute and then we like changed the name around and I don't remember really the timeline, but then started playing different music together. Is that where you did your first gig, that band? Yeah, yeah. There was like a, a, a roller rink. I think it's still there. It's called Rock and Roller Rink. It's in Edmond, Oklahoma, um, which is like a suburb north of Oklahoma City. And they had this back room. You know, it's like, oh, it's great. Like all dark, all black walls with like uh, black light painted like black light paintings on the wall. So when they, they turn off the lights and then you put a black light in the room, it looks all like, you know, ravey or something. And um, yeah, that was, Dude, that was I really come something from, else. I'm 13 in 1970. So like dudes used to paint their bedrooms black and use black lights for the fucking posters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you'd listen to Paranoid or uh, Master Reality, you know, and... <laughs> I wish I could say it was as cool as that. It wasn't well, that cool. <laughs> Smoke Mota. So, so <laughs> when you go to college, do you continue to study music, music at school, or did you go for your teacher? Um, yeah, I dropped the whole classical guitar thing immediately after high school. I was so over it. I hated having to grow up my fingernails on my right hand. I hated like <laughs> the discipline. I was so over it. But um, yeah, then I went on to. I actually moved to uh, Germany after high school and did this like uh, vocational scholarship type thing and um, worked a few like jobs over there, a few internships. And then I came back and went to uh, went to Norman, lived there for four years and went to school. And I didn't go to school like in, for my bachelor's for college, for uh, school, like teaching. I went for I studied German and European studies and then. Went back to Germany with a Fulbright after um, graduated and did like a, I was there for a year. I had a research project planned. It totally fell through, did something else, came back. And that's when I got offered the uh, job to teach at my old high school, German. So um, I, did, I didn't have any like teacher credentials or any pedagogical training. I just knew the language, lived there for a couple of years and had studied it from like seventh grade until that point, you know, and um, uh, I was... That's the only thing I was familiar with. So I said yes to the job and I'm still there and it's, it's been a wild ride, but, uh, you know, now I've kind of like taken course. I, I was what they call emergency certified. So the district granted me a, a temporary teaching certificate because they needed the teacher to fill the position so badly. So then I, um, started the job under the condition that I would start taking 
teacher courses. So I was like going to, I was taking those courses and doing professional development bullshit um, while I was teaching. And now, I, as of now, five years later, I finally have my official teaching certificate, even though I've been teaching, this is my sixth academic year. So Yeah, well, my main point was like, I wanted to know if you went to school for music because, you know, there's, different, know. there's different roads, right? Uh, what do you call it? autodidact where you just or you got the cousin helping you or yeah or Berkeley School of Music whatever I, I want to play uh, Sister Silence Blucht voort, 
Niks vermoedend onverstoord, soms vloekt hij binnensmonds, maar hoor je niks van, ja, dat is de goede soort. Hij doet wat hoort, en dat weet hij donders goed. Net iets te vaak, doe maar normaal, dan doe je al gek genoeg gehoord. Opgevoed door gehoorzame burgers, die een maaltje bij elkaar schrapen. Al last als atlas dragen. Voedselige haven, de blaren op elk lichaam stil, dat externe oppervlaktes eventueel zou kunnen raken. Ook al is het overdreven. Fuck it! Zelfs in het weekend kun je niet ontsnappen naar een andere wereld. Rust, regel, maderijnheid. De hele rattenplan rammen we erin. Braaf achter elkaar aan, marcheren de ratten van onze zin. Het is een kwestie van discipline. Staren naar de vitrine. Je weet, je blijft er met de tingels af omdat je er eerst moet verdienen. Plichtsbesef zit je niks in de weg. Tenminste niet als je lekker binnenvet. Al de prijzen maar uit het zicht weg omdat je toch niks te winnen hebt. Is het een missie of shit die je verplicht ziet? Realiteit of wetenschappelijke fictie? Soepele frictie? Gebrekkige intelligentie? Neurale interferentie? Geprogrammeerd binnen de lijnen lopen omdat je een dividend ziet? Wat nou vierde dimensie? Ik zie slechts het platte vlak. Soms zie ik een opening in de lucht en denk ik bij mezelf... What the fuck?
Spread about the lifeless, spineless, head down, no side, shoe shining. Rich man, what a poor man's heart. Instructions from the projects, the prophetics to God. Let them have it till about the final hour, but don't even get the strength to stop it. Warp shapes of beauty, it's hard to see through them. Sometimes I'm at risk of flame flying blindly through this. Like a Millennium Falcon, feel like I'm on my last seconds and counting. Rock a fly, fear that for me and count for shit. Incredible, praying to cop it, stomp, clone me, so good, but can never ever stop shit. Claiming to have found a characteristic, colonizers climbing. Black Christ, crack rock, headlines, next to the headlines. King, dream, fan, die. Heard through the graveyard, blood runs the economy while our veins run dry.
From Pedro Show. Yeah, that chunk of music started with uh, unreleased Cargatron, uh, Sister Silence. Then uh, something new from Netherlands, from Va- uh, Van Van der Dag, Dear Boer Plogtvoort. <laughs> Sorry for fucking up the language, people. I know I, I, 90% of that's supposed to come out of the throat. Uh, Heinz Rotten out of Switzerland with six months. Obama's Preden. From the D.C. area, Trapdoor. Gary Sager out of England, Miniature 07. Sergey from Tonus Saint with Bruno Ferrox, Xavier De Silva. He was on the show a couple of episodes back. Rotterdam, great bass man. Mika Levy, uh, she did Cold Eyes. Then Pineapple Empress from South London, Better Call the Girl Back. Model Home out of D.C., brand new album, great album, Survival. And then the last uh, from the Lost Second album that Vitas uh, just put out. A tune called Obsession. Finally, Cargatron with Unreleased. Has that been released? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. uh, Blake, it's your turn. You're early. Remember, it's a lot for Pedro Show. No hard questions and no wrong answers. So don't worry. Your earliest <laughs> musical memory, please, Blake. So I was forced as a child, luckily now looking back, but uh, to take piano lessons. And so are my brothers. Uh, so one of my earliest memories is hearing uh, Canon in D, like the wedding song, and really, really like wanting to learn that song. But it was six levels higher than I was supposed to be. So I, but I was determined and decided to teach myself that song. Well, and, can I uh, ask you about the teacher? Because, you know, I've had a lot of people on the show and like piano lessons is a big issue. And a lot of times it's, made people almost want to hate music and it seems that the teacher has a lot to do with that well i think like i i agree i didn't have a great relationship with my teacher uh, i think when you're like learning piano especially as a young kid there's so many fundamentals and just like technique stuff that that you've got to learn and it's just so dull that <laughs> it, it makes the whole process so brutal <laughs> which is why I heard a song and I was like, oh, I want to learn that instead of doing these like scale runs so my so I can remember, you know. Yeah, what do they call rudiments, right? Yeah, the rudiments. So, yeah, it was piano for me. And um, I actually started like 
messing around with writing my own things on piano as a young kid, but oh. I kind of dropped it. I was I thought the piano was uncool. Um, you know, rock and roll start on the piano, not really the guitar. Oh right, yeah. Now I look back and I yeah. I I I'm looking to buy a piano for my house at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, the electronic ones. They're econo now, but man, I remember in the seventies, me and D Boone knew no new one, no one, because they were so expensive. Very, yeah, yeah, no Casios yet in the seventies. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, can can I ask you about school? Were, were you in the choir, the marching man? Um, I was. I took one year of trumpet, but I also I was a teenager, thought it was really uncool. Another thing I really wish I would have stuck with though. Uh, um, Miles Davis. I know, right? <laughs> but I was just a kid. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't really know any of that stuff. Yeah, sure, I really sure, dabbled. Sure. But um, so yeah, I did one year of trumpet, and then I think like my senior year, I I I took jazz guitar, but I never went to class. The they they were focused on their marching band. Yeah, and I can so imagine. For we, did, football we didn't game. do anything. Yeah. So that was pretty much a worthless um, endeavor. But, Damn, um, maybe a detour. So, Blake, what was the first record you bought with your own money? I, my own money, I, I don't know, it's tough. I, Why well, I ask that remember, question? Because when you're a kid, you don't got a lot of money. So when you spend it, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think the first CD I bought was a CD by the band The Vines. Uh, the record is highly evolved. Um, that I, I remember buying, and I remember buying uh, like a... Red Hot Chili Peppers CD. I don't remember the name of the album even anymore. But that's okay. What about your first gig? First gig was in a backyard at a birthday party. No, no, the first uh, <laughs> concert. Not 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 where you were playing, but uh, oh, you were a gig goer. Man, um, I think I as a I think I went to this Eve Six concert as a kid that my brother took me to, okay. and like genuine genuine played it. It was really strange. <laughs> And it was like in a big. It was it was in a. God, I can't even remember what the the. It was like a big arena. So we were like way up and. Yeah, I know all about those like, gigs. They're they're fucked. I hate them. Yeah, they, so they're tell awful. Me, tell me about the gig you did in the backyard. That was your first gig, right? Yeah. So uh, it was a band called Elbow in My Back. And it, was, <laughs> it was me and two friends, and uh, we played three songs. I think um, there was a, We played a Stroke song. Um, is this it? I think, and then we played a Toady song, the Texas band. Yeah, and then I met some of those guys. They named that band after a Minutemen song. Oh, really? I wouldn't shit you, Blake. <laughs> I, I would hope not. I'd hope not. Um, God, I can't even remember. That's what the, the dude told me. I don't, you know, hopefully he wasn't lying, but yeah, Toadies. I, I wrote this song after reading. Uh, I don't even know if they're real, but these. Dmitry Shostakovich memoirs and shit. So I wrote a song called Tony's. They told me they named their band after that. So, That's so how'd the gig go? Was it a success? Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. I mean, yeah. It was twelve, thirteen, I think. Just barely started playing guitar, um, but you know, it was fun. Did the people it was interesting? Did the gig goers let you know? They didn't dig it. I mean, it was a birthday party for one of the dudes in the band, and so of course, like, you know, everyone is nice about it, but it was it it didn't go well. The, 
Yeah, you know, we have played drums that never played before. So one time, me and D Boom was doing a. We we're fifteen, and it's a bar mitzvah for these uh, the drummer's brother, and uh, a lot of good chow and shit. But they 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 closed the sliding glass hatch, you know, in front of us, so we knew it wasn't going over. To, it was a bunch of lame ass attempts at covering uh, songs from the first Kiss album. Man, was it <laughs> terrible! I had a Hawaiian shirt on with wooden buttons. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like a nightmare. <laughs> Big hair, you know, like a sphere. <laughs> yeah, come on, it's like seventy-three or seventy-four or something. But so, 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 I always want to hear about the first gigs because most of the time it's like great and fantastic and shit. But yeah, they slid the fucking so they could see us, you know. But luckily, didn't hear us anymore. <laughs> or we were muted. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> how did you develop your music thing after that? Did you do? Did you go to college uh, to do music? No, I did not. I did not. I was. I'm School pretty much life. after. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much after piano, I I stopped. I think I started taking piano at like the age of, uh, I want to say like maybe six or seven, and stopped by the time I was like eleven. And the rest is just self teaching. Yeah, which is so. you know, there's not wrong with that. In fact. It's one way to try to get your own style, especially if you say like you did, you started writing your own material. See, the mentality when me and D. Boom were teenagers, everybody just copied off records, everything. Like you yeah. know, songs from other bands. Yeah, you never thought of music as a form of expression. It was fucked up. That's why we needed the punk movement. <laughs> mm -hmm. Look, we're at the end of the first hour of January 27, 2021, Dishwap Pedro Show. No, it's the 28th Watt, you fucking idiot. Special guest, Carter Trump. Hold tight for hour two. January 28th, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Pedro Show. Second hour, we start off with Carter uh, Trom in Detour. Party people, get on the dance floor from Sam Bennett. Been in Tokyo 25 years. Sleep party people with our fallen snow. Uh, is it snowing where you guys are? Not now. It's pretty sunny out right now. Okay. Someday. I know. Man, the wind can get blowing in your town. You, yes. You take I-35 out of the panhandle and you can just see the tr- trees, the roots are just, yeah, it's intense. Like camping, right? Intense. The girl with the spinning <laughs> head from some days. And finally, Kratz from Cargatron. So how did Taylor meet Blake? How'd Blake meet Taylor? Oh, we worked at a cafe together in Norman. Ah, the college town. Yes. Yeah, we worked at this cafe. It was great. It was really a wonderful time. Uh, the whole crew was beautiful. And um, I, like, you know, took so many groceries from that place. They didn't keep inventory. And we just, like lived off that cafe we would go there on our days off and just eat there for free <laughs> true. coffee no, you were yeah just, was, you were just borrowing beer. You're, gonna, you're gonna bring a bunch of chow back and pay them <laughs> oh they went under it's sad they okay. went under and i wonder why <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh 
Karma's a bank account. Watch out. Now, now, now. So you guys are working together, and so what? You find out you both play, and let's make a band. Is it, how, how, how did Cargatron happen? It still, it still took. I mean, we just became friends. We should, we were just we listened to music in the kitchen, uh, just like kind of traded music, but we didn't really start playing together for a couple years after that. Uh, we each had our own things kind of going. So this Taylor was in school also. And uh, so, I mean, we just developed a friendship there. And then later on, we kind of just. Can I ask about the music? Thing? Oh, you, you, did you make each other uh, cassette uh, mixtapes? No, nothing like that that I remember. Because that, more used just... to, that used to be really big in the old days, you know. Dudes, you wouldn't even know, but if they had the fucking tunes that you never heard, it was bitch and connect. Yeah, it was more just like a, you know, iPod in the back connected to a speaker and just, oh, just oh, playing pl- music. Pl- play- playlist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of the same uh, concept a little bit but anyway uh so so what okay so yeah you're just buds and you happen to be working at the same place and hearing music but what 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 was the moment was like fuck let's get carker trom happening uh so i think i had signed up to do a i had signed up to do a solo experimental show i was making a bunch of ambient music at the time um and kind of wanted to to do something a little different. And so I started making a little bit more beat oriented music. And I asked Taylor to come just like freestyle German singing vocals on at the show. And then just kind of took off from that. So you were looking for a singer, man. I, I mean, yeah, but more so just like an improv one-off type show thing that all flash in the pan happen. And then that's that. Uh, we both also had at that time, other projects. I think, I even think Taylor, you were getting ready to go on tour possibly, but um, yeah, it was awesome. We had, a, I had, we had a lot of fun and then we were like, Hey, why not just, make this a thing did you guys have the name or were you was that no, a name that, pride? i don't think we did at that point did we no we just went under your name that show holy siege right yeah i think so holy siege yeah <laughs> yeah named after waco yeah yeah i-35 <laughs> Yeah. I remember, you know, I was driving by there on tour once when that was happening. And there was motherfuckers selling little David Koresh dolls on the side of the road. I mean, because that was off. You could see the smoke and stuff, but it, you know what I mean. I think yeah. Dr. Pepper Waco is famous for it, too. I want to play uh, Spiegel Build. Down, 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 down
lot for Pedro Show, uh, Spiegel Built, uh, Cargatron, Seafield uh, after that, Dead Guitars, uh, Waku Waku Kingdom, yeah, both with Brother Shige, Blow It Up, Botanist uh, from the city, uh, Terra Don't Fight. <laughs> I guess this guy plays an electric zither, you know, to do uh, goth, uh, Cookie Monster, what's that shit called? All these uh, sub-genre names, it's, it's tough on it's it's my my fault, not everybody else. And then from Poland, Trupa Trupa with Love Supreme, not a Love Supreme. And finally, uh, I guess it would be uh, Yuka. I don't know. Cargatron. Uh, oh, Yuka, yeah. Yuka, yeah. You know the J's. It's like yippee. But well, J's can be H sound, and you know Jose in Espanol, and then they get you know Yugoslavia. It's a Y sound, and then yeah. You know. It's a soft J, you know. You don't know until you hear somebody say it. So we, we used what this Roman alphabet to get everybody's languages going. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to know sometimes. Like we say Pedro, like, but we don't fuck them all up. We say Cabrillo <laughs> for the beach, but we don't say Jalapenos or Tortillas or fucking, what's the other one? Um, Frigels. Yeah. yeah, we don't say <laughs> that shit. We're not totally ignorant. So, okay, okay. So, see, holy siege, is the is the first gig. But when do you after that gig? What do you want to do another gig, or do you want to start uh, composing and making material together? Oh, there goes the radio show. <laughs> uh, you take it over, Blake. I, I think. Pre- Pretty quickly, I mean, like after the after the first show, we were pretty quickly just hitting the studio and uh, kind of fleshing out the the stuff that we did for that show and composing more more stuff. And so the first the the first release we did was pretty um, it's pretty like raw and uh, unfocused, I guess. Uh, which I guess is the same for a lot of a lot of bands and a lot of a lot of first records. But sure, um, sure. it's like when the power goes off at the bathhouse, right? And everybody's groping around. Yeah, is that you? Is that you? Yeah, that don't matter. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm wondering about the process. Did you come up with the beats and then uh, Taylor brought the words, the vert, the Vorton? At first, yeah, that's how that's how it went, and then. As time has progressed, like we're both very involved in the music writing process. Uh, I'm still the one that's mainly like at the helm of the computer, but uh, or the uh, kind of like the beat making. But uh, it's it's very collaborative at this point. You know, off air, uh, people were talking a little bit about Kraftwerk. Um, you know, they had two drummers. And these guys actually played them things, right? <laughs> little sliders and shit and little sticks. Are you more sequencer? Uh, a little bit of both. Like, So we like to do very sequenced uh, movements, but then it, to me, it feels a little stale when it's just that. So we add... Uh, real recorded 
drums if we can, guitar, bass, instead of just using like a sequenced bass line. Um, so we do little things like that to, to really kind of merge the, the, like the analog and the in-the-box music making. Yeah, in, in the box, is it software stuff? Like, uh, uh, what's that shit? A- Ableton and uh, uh, Real and... Yeah, Ableton and like Able- Logic, all those things. Whatever, yeah. Well, Logic... Just, uh, so. Oh, you mean like with virtual instruments? Because yeah. Logic, correct. you can use yeah. just like a tape recorder, right? Like Pro Tools. For sure, yeah. But there's these kind of... Envi- what I want call like a software environment, right? Like Ableton or Real... Uh, uh, What's it called? I think it's uh, Scandinavian, right? Um, Reason. Reason. It's called Reason. Reason. Yeah. yeah. Do you use that stuff? I'm just curious. So, a little bit. Uh, okay. W- but for Cargotron, we, we actually mainly use Logic Pro. Okay. Uh, and you use it more like a tape recorder, right? A little bit of both. So we use we use some some virtual synthesis and and then yeah, like we'll record in other um, other instruments and, and you know sometimes take those those recordings and sample them. Just depends on like what we're what we're going for at the moment. Sure, sure. I'm just curious because I'm kind of totally ignorant of that shit. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, uh, January twenty eighth. 2021 Dishwap Peter Show special guest Cargo Trump. Hold tight for our three. January 28, I mean, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Peter Show.
For Pedro Show, start off the third hour with We're Still Young, Blake Lusk, then Crane, Dirk, and Jim, that, that Troublehead, Lab Jam, Backyard Kegger, you know, 
Tesseract with Light Dream, The Beggar's Best, Invisible Complete, Eternal Return with the Void, and finally, American Hate with Milk and Honey. I got this from you guys. So what is American Hate? Well, I kind of know what it is, but what about the project or the music project? Yeah, American Hate was... Uh... That, that was I played guitar in that band and that was a four piece um, we were we, I think we were a band from like uh, 2013 to like uh, just a year or two ago yeah and um, that's the first track off our like LP that we did um, that came out a couple of years ago um, and it, it started off like a just like really fast hardcore band yeah. and then um, we got like a really um, nice chemistry going um, and we were able to kind of like uh, convince the singer Ross who he's he's a bit older than me and he's singing punk bands for like ever in Oklahoma City and um, he always wanted it to be like fast and loud and uh, then the rhythm section and me we were always like trying to kind of get farther out and we finally pushed it to where we could find this happy medium between sort of like um, you know, free freak out and um, cohesive hardcore punk songs. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the eternal search. And then we started <laughs> yes. off with something from Blake. Uh, we're still young, and it, it, this is a collab, right? Yeah, so I, I did a record where I worked with a bunch of friends um, in the Oklahoma City music scene, kind of just like I'd start with some bare minimum kind of foundational stuff with the song, have people come in, record stuff on that, take that move kind of back and forth between that. And, uh, so yeah, that record, I think I had like 14 or 15 different people on it total. Um, oh, it's like your so. version of the wrestling record. I, I made this record like 25 years ago. It had 48 different... Oh, your solo record. Why? Yeah, there's 48 people on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, like, kind of like that. Not quite as much, but as many people. Well, it was a test, you know. I thought if the bass player knew the song, anybody could come home and play drums or sing or guitar, you know. Bass is kind of like glue, right? Right. If you got nothing to stick to, you're just a fucking puddle. <laughs> so, <laughs> you you kind of need the other cats. Um, I want to play something here. I don't understand this title. Radio CCR. Is this Creedence? <laughs> no, I. that was just like... Um, so, first of all, though, back to American Hate, just one thing. I got to give a shout out to Tony and his new band, Mentita, which means lie in Spanish. They have a new record yeah. out on Ireland, and it is incredible. As well as Tim Buchanan, the bass player. He ha He's doing this country rock, uh, this country record. Uh, really good stuff, and I'd encourage anybody to check it out. But MR1919... The Radio CCR track, that was um, a band that I had going with, uh, in Berlin when I was living there 2014 to 2015 uh, with this guy Artem and Daniel. And um, so the CCR thing, I don't, man, I really don't know. That was just like us kind of jamming. And funny enough, we jammed in the basement, the same basement that that German band Tonsteine Scherben. Do you know that band? No, I don't. They're like a 70s, like, kind of punky art rock band from uh, from Berlin. But they were, like, a big part of this uh, squat there called the Rauchhaus. And that, that squatted house is still, um, like, a what they would call a house project in Germany. It's, like, 
been kind of co-opted by the city of Berlin as like a historical preservation site, but people still like live there. Um, and, you know, essentially, I don't know how it is, but they don't pay much, if anything, to live there. But in the basement, um, that's where bands practice and shit. And um, so we practiced there and that was very cool. The club um, we played was called SO36 in the old days. Yes, that's still there. Yeah. Pretty right. wild. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of squats and stuff around. I think it was an old schlock uh, butcher place. Uh, you okay. know what I'm talking? Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. Yeah, so, but CCR, you still didn't answer me. Said, that don't mean Creed's Clearwater Revival. No, it's just kind of nonsense. You know when you're, you know when you're just like making up lyrics and like da 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 blah. This is kind of one of those moments. Because when I met D Boone, that was only rock band he knew. We were twelve, and that's only rock band he knew was Creed's. So that's why I ended up wearing fucking flannels because I couldn't hear the goddamn bass on the records. His mom wanted me to play the bass. There we go. Sorry, dog. I didn't mean to be. I know. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> the hound. So loud. <laughs> so what happened was, uh, I thought if I, uh, looking at the album covers, I thought if I wore the singer's shirts, he would still like me. Because <laughs> I couldn't hear what that dude was playing. I can now, though. Okay, so let me, let's play Radio CC. You know, they had, they never had a number one, but they had 13 number twos. And they did six yeah. albums in 68 to 70, three years.
Pedro Show last music for this edition, Mr. No, not Mr. MR nineteen nineteen with Radio CCR. Nothing to do with Creeds. It's more like scat singing people. And then uh Talman D but you know, Germany had a had a rock scene, you know, going back to the sixties where they were finding their own way, you know, and a lot of great bands, uh Almondul and Noy and Can or Kraftwerk. And then even with the punk movement we're Speaking off-air, people, uh, I was a big fan of uh, Der Plan in uh, Deutsche American Freundschaft. Abwurz, too. Not as electronic, oh, yeah. but still bitching bad. They had Mufti, I think, before he was in uh, Einstein and Zanoibach. So uh, Yeah, he was the drummer, right? Yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah. Great. great well, I think he was working the wrench <laughs> on pipe. It was out in the desert. It was the last time I ate L. It was 1983. And he was like beating the fuck up. The bass man had a one string bass and then he threw it on the ground and got this big pounder thing you use for leveling land and he pounded the shit out of that fucking bass. Uh, Ptolemy and D uh, John Dietrich from Deerhoof with 08. Aquashade uh, with July. I think this lady is playing guitar now for Billy in Bikini Kill. And then finally Cogatron Dasenda. I thought this would be a good one for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> And try, try, try a dream, right? But Carger, oops, you want to help me with the German there, Taylor Carger? Yeah, Carger Tom. Car, um, Carg is like barren or sparse. Okay. Yeah, and, and Tom means dream. Yeah, okay. The er is like the adjective ending. Right, 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 right. 
Okay, so, uh, yeah, a very uh, hopeful, positive <laughs> name for the band. <laughs> but you know, I think what you're doing, I, I, I like your sounds a lot, man. I really like what you're doing. What, what with this uh, situation we got? Are, have you been composing? You say you live three pads away from each other, so collabs? Nah, man. <laughs> actually, actually, no. So no, not even haven't. not even trading files. No. No, we do everything like together in the same in at Blake's house. His like living room is also like a little studio. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, we've been really laying low. So um yeah, like I've been we I my label uh put out the the Cargotron records. So yeah. we've been I've been kind of doing some more like I've been honestly having a lot of fun with like the back end stuff of like doing the label shit. Um cuz you know, it's not as like musically creative but i do kind of feel like it is creative in a certain it is. sense it is because that's how you get other cats to hear it right yeah <laughs> right you know what i mean if, if if all the paintings go into the closet like yeah only the dudes in the closet get to see it yeah it could so, be a beautiful closet though uh, yeah i know i know or you could like start giving guided tours of the closet and that's kind <laughs> of, that's kind of what a label is yeah, I know because yeah. me and D Boom put out uh, made a label as soon as we uh, got friends with the uh, Black Flag guys because being in a punk band wasn't just writing your own songs and doing gigs. It was it was making records, you know, which we never knew of, right? That we thought it came from Mount Olympus or some shit for the Arena Rock show. We didn't know you could just had to pay a pressing guy to have them made. So I, I have a big respect for that. What'd you call it? The back end. Yeah, you can do some fun stuff with that. With right, that. and where can people find your label on the internet? Um, you can just go to fixedrhythms.com, okay. um, and then it'll take you straight to the band camp. Uh, Fixed Rhythms is what the label's called. It's mostly like uh, techno and house and some, yeah, kind of that direction of dance music. Uh, but we found that the Cargotron record fit, and so we did it. With, we split it. We split the release actually with the label that put out our first stuff, who like really believed in us, and that's DKA Records out of Atlanta. And Chris and Matt, those guys are like, you know, they've been like mentors for me for the label, and they have been mentors for us with the band and like really helping us out. So, um, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't really be doing like, I don't know no, what no, it would be like right. without Look, them. People ask me about the old days. I said the old days was about people. The new days is about people, too. So the, all the connects and people helping each other out, that's fucking bitching, man. Yeah. Big respect to those cats in Atlanta. Look, when you when you guys do get around to getting into fucking Blake's living room and getting some more cargo trauma, will you come back on the show and we can play it and talk about it? We'd love to. Oh, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Big, big respect. Please keep on keeping on. People, it's been the January 28, 2021 edition of Wap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.